0: The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on -on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One-on-One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo.
1: Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome adult star on the rise, Jordan Wright. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on? It's fantastic to have you on, man. Your name has been popping up a lot, and a, a lot of your fans have been
2: like, you need to interview him. So I'm so <laughs> glad to have you on. Oh, I appreciate having me. Yeah, we've been chatting for a while, so I'm, I'm excited to be here and get this interview going on. So I'm excited to you know, give you what the fans want, give you what you want, and everything. I want to make sure everyone gets what they need. Fantastic. Well, I typically
1: like to start these interviews off by getting some unique stats out the way. So what's your height and weight?
2: Yeah, so I'm like 6'1", and I want to say about 220.
1: What's your ethnic background?
2: I am African American.
1: What's your zodiac sign? Oh, don't hurt hurt me, people. Virgo. And how old are you? I am 30. Let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you
2: originally from, Jordan? So I'm originally from Texas, but I grew up in the um, the Pittsburgh area. So in Pennsylvania. So we I moved up here, and um, they traveled around pretty much. Kind of grew up over here and then traveled to Cali, Atlanta, and um, pretty much I, and pretty much uh, stayed in the Pennsylvania area.
1: What was life like growing up for you? What was
2: young Jordan like? So for me, honestly, it was just about sports, sports and girls. That's really what it came down to. It was just sports and girls, just hanging out um, and and trying to drive and just trying to be the cool dude and trying to, you know, play basketball all the time. That was my, that was my game. So anytime so I got a chance to go outside and play ball with my friends and do what I needed to do to try to, I tried, my goal was to try and make it to the NBA. I think everyone had some type of dream growing up. So that was me.
1: What was going on with your life prior to entering the
2: business? So for me, I was just pretty much just a, uh, regular actor. Uh, just doing like small roles and stuff like that. And, um, just, <laughs> Pretty much fucking housewives. That, that was really what it came down to. It was just fucking random housewives in college and, and as I graduated in my city and just had fun doing it. And then I was like, well, you know, they keep asking me to do this in my city, so why not just give them what they want? And I ventured up and started doing things with adult stars. Very interesting. All right. So
1: was there like a teeny tiny little spark of an idea in your mind of ever wanting to do porn? Like, growing up, you know, coming into your, you know, your your sexuality and that sort of stuff, like, had you thought about it, like, as you started having sex and that kind of stuff, you know, this is something that I might want to try, or, or like, where did the spark come from, is basically what I'm trying to ask.
2: All oh, honesty, Bobby Chulo, I would say it came, it, it, it didn't really hit me. Like, I mean, we all, we all watch porn, uh, somewhere along the line, like we probably snuck a friend's DVD, CD, or, or try to stream something online, but it never really like, Oh, I can, do. I can be that guy. I can be that porn star. Um, but it wasn't until I want to say I got to college and I can tell that story pretty much. Um, I was on my, I was on, I was on the internet. I think I was on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. And some random guy. Messages me like, hey, I want you to bang my wife. And I'm like, all right, get the hell out of here. There's got to be, like, one of my friends, like, messing with me. Uh, shows me the pictures, and I ended up, like, having the person video chat me. And she was real. So we met up at, like, a grocery store um, and get the hotel room. A fucker sent some photos and pretty much uh, sent her back home. And then I guess that word got out around town. So more and more, like housewives, just start popping up on my doorstep in college. So they'll just, I would just sneak them into my dorm rooms and just fuck them. So I was like, wait a minute. They're getting free content from me <laughs> for free. I was like, all right, let's figure this out. So I started doing some research on my own. Started reaching out to um, mainstream porn stars, and they gave me a shot. And then next thing you know, here I am now. And it just worked out. It was kind of cool. Uh, I'm not mad at it. It's really fun. Before you got into that
1: lifestyle, like, at, were you familiar with sort of like that hot wife lifestyle?
2: Not at all. I I didn't know none of these things, none of these terms, uh, like cucks and all that stuff. Like, I'm like, I don't know what the hell any of these things mean. Why this person's here? Like, I never understood it because, you know, growing up, you're you're learned, you're basically um, told to practice monogamy. And then here I am going to go fuck a guy's wife and then send her back home and then go do my normal day routine. So it kind of just worked out. Right. Okay,
1: all right. So uh, let's talk about how exactly you broke into the business. So you mentioned, you know, you were doing all this, then an idea popped in your head and you were like, well, why don't I just do my own thing? So was it as simple as that
2: <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you it was really simple um a lot of things just come easy to me um i would say that it just really went okay let me look see who's available or see who's down who's looking for new talent or see who's a poor sort i've watch and just reach out um and it works. It, it, I can't sit, I'm not going to sit here and say that's the formula to anybody that may be new listening because you're not me and I'm not you. So whatever works for me may not work for the ne- the next guy or the next girl. So it's just really just a matter of just like, Hey, I want to do this. And they're like, all right, Jordan, fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fuck. Yeah. Then here we are. Fucking. <laughs> it's really simple for me. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't come off pushy. You know, I could take no and I just keep it moving. So it's just a matter of just doing it, honestly. Just being professional. In total, how long have you been in the industry? Um, I would say for a year and some change, honestly. Um, last year was kind of like my first, uh, real year. Um, like I, i fucked some chicks that I found out that were, Part, like, porn, I guess, quote-unquote, lower-level porn stars. I don't even know if that's a term, but some people that maybe dabbled around in the industry didn't really know it, understand it. Um, but I would say about a year, yeah. So, um, like, October, pretty much coming up,
1: will be my second year. Props, man. Congratulations. I mean, not that many yeah. performers make it a year. So the fact that you're almost <laughs> at two years, props on that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Let's talk Thank about you. your
1: you're welcome, man. Let's talk about your name in the industry. Let's talk about the, the name that you chose as your performer name. How'd you come up with your porn name?
2: Honestly, I just thought of some random stuff. <laughs> like, uh it, it really just came down to well, I always go by I started going by I always Dicker down, I'm always and her down right. I was like, hmm, dicker right. And then my buddy's like, Yeah, you should go with dicker right. Because another friend of mine, um, she, she was, some girl I shot with said that, you know, you, had a, you have a pretty dick, and I'm like, oh, right, well, pretty dick, right? And then I was like, okay, which one, what one sounds better? It's like Jordan Dicker, right? I used to go by alias of Lucky Guy '69, because when I first started, every comment underneath a porn star that I fucked with <laughs> the same thing. Oh, that's a lucky guy. That's a lucky guy. So I would go. I wanted to go by Lucky, but kind of thought that Jordan just stick better, and I can have the play all words with Dicker. Perfect. I like it. It works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It works, man.
1: Okay, so let's talk about your first time on an official shoot. What was that experience like for you? Like, I mean, clearly you had dabbled before in regards to, for lack of a better word, exhibitionism. You know, because if you are involved with a couple and if the husband is a cuck and they're like watching, I mean, you have someone there that's watching you have sex. So Mm -hmm. you dabbled like lightly with exhibitionism. So clearly that meant you were comfortable enough to perform in front of other people. So did that Mm -hmm. help the first time that you were on set for an official
2: shoot? No, honestly, it did not. Um, For me, I'm just comfortable in front of the camera. I, I love, I love being in front of the camera, so it never really bothered me. But to answer the question, it was, it was kind of nerve wracking. And the reason I say this is because a lot of the things I did at the beginning, um, when I first started, was all POV, so you never really saw my face. So. You might be able to see my dick. You might see my body, but you're not going to see my face. So when I first shot, I was like, "Oh shit! This is really about to happen. I'm really about to do this." And it's like, once you do this, there's no turning back. Um, you you can't run away from it. You I mean you can you can either embrace it, and and if that's something you don't want to do, you just got to live with it, and and move on. So for me, it was like kind of like, all right, once I do this, I have to live with my decision. And I thought, like, well, you know, maybe it's just one scene. Uh, I can probably get away with that. I was like, all right, what if I do something else? And I don't know, I want to be a congressman. like, well, that's out of you, out of the question. So it's just like you got to live with your decisions and continue to just grow from it and do what you need to do. So for me, it was just like, all right, well, here I am. No turning back now. Let's fucking go.
1: Jordan Dicker writes congressman. <laughs> I like it.
2: <laughs> you so never I got to know. vote.
1: Exactly. You never know what can happen, man. You never know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm <just> saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it, though. I love that that's like the thing that you pop into your mind. You're like, hmm, what if I do?
2: Yeah, like, you gotta really think about it. No, that is true. Like, it's life-changing. You do, it's, it's, it's done. You're, you're done. And it's not like it's always oh, going to be a negative thing, uh, but your life is going to be altered. You're, you're going to be, I'm not going to say infamous, but you're going to be known for something else, and the, the fucked up thing is just about probably everyone has watched or has consumed porn in some point in their life. They might not, like, watch it all the time. There's levels to it, but it's like you're always going to be known as that guy, that girl, or that trans performer, or whatever performer you are that has performed online and that someone has, you know, a pleasure to sell to, but no one's going to be like, oh, that was a great person. They're always gonna be like, Oh, that's the nasty little slut that was on online, getting fucked or doing the fucking. No one's gonna be like, Oh, thank you. You made my marriage better for because you taught me this type of stroke. Or you taught me how to squirt. So it's just like it's a negative connotation, but it it, it is what it is. And you just gotta, you know, roll with the punches.
1: That is true. And Jordan, you are a nasty little slut.
2: Oh, well thank you. <laughs> You're the welcome.
1: Yes. I love it. <laughs> I can't, man. All right. So, uh, okay, so we talked about the first time on set. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes?
2: I like the chemistry. I like the chemistry. I like, honestly, I enjoy the atmosphere for the most part, depending on how maybe a director may be or um, how the on-screen actors may be. But I think the fun thing is just being able to do something different um, and, and trying it. You know, a lot of people... A lot of people can say they can fuck, but a lot of people can fuck off camera. But we got lights beaming down on you, um, and you have to either hold a nut or you, it's time for you to nut. I mean, people don't see the things that go behind the scenes or see what goes down. So I think just when you get the, the camaraderie and the, the props, when people, when everyone says my name, and this isn't trying to be cocky, but every time someone says my name and talks about it, they can't say that Jordan didn't perform, you know, at at a solid level. Or Jordan didn't do this. Like there might be just times where people have, you know, shorter or longer scenes, depending on how good the sex is. But I think being able to perform is probably the best part in and getting the the accolades, getting the people to be like, Yo, that was a dope scene. Or that was great. And just seeing how people like, really DM, DM you, it's, like the, it's the aftermath, honestly, what makes the scene so much cooler and developing the, um, the camaraderie. Let's talk
1: about the good and the bad about being on set. When you're on set, when you're at a shoot, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most?
2: So what turns me on uh, with, my, with my co-star, you mean?
1: Yes, or just on set, period.
2: Okay. Um, what turns me on the most with, with me is how sexy the women are. Um, every time I have a sexy person in front of me uh, and, and how much they're excited, I think the excitement is now, where I'm at now um, as, a, as, a, as a star, people are excited to work with me instead of me like, oh, hey, I'm the new kid. It's more like, yeah, I get to fuck Jordan or Jordan fucked the shit out of me. Like, those are the best things. So it turns me on when I know they're getting turned on, or I, it turns me on like the weather they get, or the more pleasure that I provide to that person. And even if we're not even we're trying to do a scene or have fun, um, there's certain people that I've worked with. We had a good ass time, and that's a turn on. And you just develop that, and and I love it. it it's so much fun. I would say a turn off, man. I would say a turn off would be professionalism. Whenever you, whenever you see somebody doing things or uh, smelling a certain way, like I, as much as that sounds bad, it's like sometimes people just may have bad hygiene or may do something that smells and doesn't take care of it, such as like everyone, uh, everyone has a vice. Some people might smoke cigarettes. Some people might smoke weed or something. I don't smoke either of those. So for me, it's like at least brush your teeth. Do something to freshen up because I don't want to smell it. Um, and sometimes you just have to deal with it when you're on a professional set. Cause it's like, Oh, like I, I don't want to taste this. Or someone has a cup of coffee or eat a, eat an onion. You just, you just want to make sure that everything smells good. Um, I can't really say that dry pussy is a off because I mean, it, it happens. That's sometimes lube is for it. But I think, I think honestly just hygiene and professionalism is like my offs. Um, and, and there are people that maybe, like, chit-chat or quote-unquote pillow talk and, and gossip. That, those are turn-offs, too. Like, I don't want to hear what you've got to talk about with uh, TurtleHead69. Like, I don't care. Like, that's nothing to do with what we're doing right now. Like, just shut up and film. We can talk about good stuff later. But negativity, that's such a turn-off.
1: Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, oral,
2: vag, or anal? oof. um i would just I would say vagina veg is definitely where it is. um I did just shoot a good anal scene that I need to go edit, but I would definitely say vagina is where it's at because some some vaginas are just better than others, some vaginas are great uh, some are tight some are, some are just like wetter and, and creamier and i just, I just made a post like creamy or squirt like what can you do? And I, I think that just the vagina, just the way it just reacts to you, is like the best feeling in the world. I think that's with anyone. Like any type of reaction that you get from someone wanting to believe you, is always a win.
1: In a scene, do you enjoy being rimmed?
2: I do. I, I do enjoy rimming. Um, it is. It is. It is really good. It's a really good feeling. Um, now I know it's not everyone's preference. So you got, I, I obviously respect that. But, you know, at the end of the day, if, if they want to do it, then let's do it. Um, I'm not going to say no to it.
1: In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position to perform for the camera? And is it the same as your fave position
2: off-camera? Hmm. Man. I don't know about the There's so many... There's so many options, but if I had to guess or if I had to give my two positions, I would say doggy. I I, I like doggy Watching the ass, like, bounce or smack that ass is great. Uh, Reverse cowgirl looks so amazing, and I love doing it in POD because I I get to see the ass bounce, like, twice over. So it's always really cool to see that. But um, if I, if you really want to get me going, it's kind of like a Sowers missionary position, and I don't know. It's just I get the I get a different angle inside the vagina, and it just makes me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's it right there. Um, but off camera, I don't know. I really don't really have off camera sex. I really don't. But if I do, I kind of like to lay back and just let them go to work on me. Because you're always, when you're doing all the fucking, it kind of, like, feels good to, you know, let them ride you or, like, stroke you off or something. Because you kind of get a chance to, like, all right, it's about me, not the scene. But, yeah.
1: And, of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the cum shot, the money shot. Mm -hmm. In a scene, what's your favorite
2: place to shoot your load? I love Green Potts. Green are my favorite. Um, I don't know. I think I have a breeding kink, where I just like, all right, let's let's knock them up, right? <laughs> but um, if, if any of the fans are listening, or have heard I, I have some pretty giant cum shots. So for me, I need to do more facials, and I'm working on it because I got yelled at by a fan, like signed up for my my. Um, subscription and like man I wouldn't have signed up if I know a bunch of them were just cream pies I'm Like, I can't help it they're so good but um yeah my, my, my loads are pretty pretty big so personally I like cream pies but I will be doing more facials here in the future
1: how would you describe your fuck style how would you describe your style of fucking
2: wow never been asked that before um, well that's why I'm here Jordan yeah, Dicker right I, I, see, <laughs> I see that Bobby too so for me if I had to describe my fuck style I would say chill cool cooler than the other side of the pillow um, but you never know what you're going to get I would say surprisingly good because I think I come off as a I don't know. I think I come off mild-mannered and kind of laid back and chill, but the next thing you know, I might want to tear the ass up in the scene. And it just yeah, it just surprised him. Like, damn, I didn't know he had that extra dick in him. I didn't know he had this. So it's like, I guess surprisingly good. Because I I would say the reason I say that is because um, I would say nine out of ten people that I've shot with all want to shoot again or rave about my dick. So I think it's just surprisingly I think that's my style surprisingly good.
1: What goes into the creation of the perfect POV scene? You mentioned earlier that you started off doing POV stuff. So mm-hmm. I want to get your take on what goes into creating sort of like the ideal POV production.
2: I don't know if I want to share this because then people will start stealing it, Bobby Tula. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know people are stealing, stealing my style. You don't have to give um, away all the secrets. All right. I'll give a little bit of the secrets. Creating a dynamic or creating an atmosphere. That can be fun. Um, I can't – this ain't really – no one can really steal this because it's kind of obvious. I shoot with a lot of milfs. Now, I have shot with a variety of women, but – the MILFs is where it's at. So it's kind of like focusing on them and seeing how slutty they can get. How much are they going to cheat on their husband? How much are they going to, you know, fuck you behind their son's back, uh, fucking your, your girlfriend's mom? So you got to – I like to develop a little bit of a plot. The rest of it, if you want to find out, they're going to have to go to my website because I can't give up that much. But really it's just a matter about creating a cool dynamic. A cool storyline with a POV can go a long way. And what the rest will follow.
1: Now it's time for the big question, a question that a lot of your fans and supporters might be curious Uh-oh. to know.
2: Yes. Uh oh. Here we go, I'm ready.
1: All right. How much is Jordan Wright packing?
2: <laughs> wow. I don't know. Um here's here it is. I've never measured. Never needed to. Um but I, someone has said I was between nine and some change. I don't know. I really have no idea. Um, I'm bigger in person than someone said before. I really, I've never, and I'm sorry to anyone that was like, man, I was waiting for that answer. I don't know. Like maybe I'll just have, to, I'll have to measure soon and get back to you because I don't know. I just never really cared about it. It was just like, it's a, let's make it work. We talked about the pop shot earlier.
1: And uh, I have to ask you about it. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop for your scenes? Are your pops just natural? Do you uh, do anything specifically? Have you always been a big popper?
2: Yeah. So to answer that question, I am 100% all natural. There's nothing that I put in my body that you can't Consume legally. <laughs> I don't. I don't do anything, um, you know, drug wise. I eat pretty well. I will say that I eat pretty well, and I don't. Like I said, I don't really fuck off camera. Like I may have had a few situations here and there, but I'm literally the only time you see. The only time I'm really getting some, some sex, doing the nasty, whatever you want to call it, is when I'm all set. So if I'm shooting, I don't know. Let's see. It's May right now. If I had my next scene, if it's, mm-hmm. you know, in two weeks, my dick does not get touched. I, I forget that it's even there because I know I want that scene. Whenever we do conventions and stuff like that as performers, that's when my, my shots go down because we're shooting so much, like we're shooting a bunch of scenes per day. So, yeah, it's going to go down drastically. But whoever is the girl that gets the first come shot, she's probably going to drown. And that's what it is. I'll just not, I just won't fuck. That way, that it's all natural, and they get to see it. All right. Jordan Wright is a fountain. (laughs) You can definitely see some of the work It's out there. Yes. Throughout
1: the time that you've been in the
2: industry, throughout
1: the year and a half, almost two years, that you have been Mm -hmm. in the game, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Now, I'm not necessarily looking for, like, a top... Five top three lists or anything like that. Just I want to give you a little leeway, just in case if anybody's like, "Shit, why'd you forget me?" You know, why didn't you include me? And so yeah, just names yeah. that pop up into your head right now as you know, memorable
2: shoots. Okay, I will say I'm I'm a, I'm gonna do a cop out for one because I I want I want people to understand this. I will say. Everyone that that I shot with, and I'm working on a montage right now that has called my dick pretty in the scene. That is probably some of the best things ever. Uh, I probably got about maybe six to seven scenes. That once I figure out, I find all the ones who said it, they're like, oh, my God, Jordan, your dick is so pretty. It's gorgeous. It's, like, it's it's fucking hilarious that so many have said that. Um, but I will start with When I start dropping names, one would be Leia Falcon. Uh, Lady Falcon, she gave me a chance out in um, Vegas. She's pretty cool. Uh, we had fun. We had a bunch of fun on this on scene, um, and the reason I say that is because we just had we just goofed off, and uh, it was one of my first, you know, kind of professional style scenes out in Vegas. So it was kind of cool that way, and just developed a relationship. Uh, me and her became cool after that, and I can always talk to her for advice and, you know, pick pick her brain. So shout out to Leia. Um, another person that I would say, go go fuck me. Um, she was my first black girl scene, honestly. Um, and and it's like when you're newer, it's a little different when people are looking for when you're looking for a chance to work with different, you know, ethnic groups or different types of people in general. Um, if you work with so many certain groups like for example if you work with too many BBWs they think that oh you don't shoot with smaller girls well I do it's just like certain people might give you more of a chance depending on who you are, where you're at and who you're surrounding but yeah Go Go Fuck Me was definitely one of the ones she was cool so it's kind of dope to get that Um, I would also say Sally D'Angelo she was a ham Um, I shot a couple scenes with her and she definitely um took care of me, I'll say that. She was really welcoming. Um, and the reason why I was memorable is because probably within five the first five minutes of shooting, getting the scene right, she asked me to unzip her costume and I zipped her pussy lip. So that was you won't forget those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty gnarly. I kinda of felt bad. So I'm pretty sure no one can sit here and say that they zipped up Sally D'Angelo's pussy look but me. Uh, man, there's so many. There's so many. I shot with Fitwife Jewel, and I was just in a car accident, so I couldn't really film too well. But I didn't want to let her down. And what I decided to do is like, I was like, hey, I can't really do anything. So pretty much the whole scene, this is like this is like first insider scoop stuff. I'm on a massage table, and I really couldn't move. So she kind of just fucked me, and I had to just lay there because I really couldn't do anything, and my eyes were sensitive to light. So pretty much that's what happened. I had to do that, and it just was the scene, but it was so good, and I really liked it, but no one knows that. I was, like, literally fresh out of a car accident. So I think that's another one. And I will say... Shooting for Sarah J is probably one of my favorite things. Um, I shot for her company a few times. Sarah J was one of the ones I used to <laughs> beat my dick to. So knowing that I get a chance to be around her and, and work with her, it's like it's what every person that was a teenager beating their dick was doing. It's like, all right, now you get to fuck the chick that used to beat your dick. To. A lot of other people that I, I've worked with um, has been really cool because you know, we develop camaraderie. Like, there's some people that, you know, develop good relationships with. get a chance to be there, and, like, next thing you know, you become friends. And, and also, you get a chance to really dive in and be like, wow, this is how this person moves. And there's certain people you're like, well, I'm staying away from that person as well. So, you live living good life. But overall, I would say those are some of my favorites, but I know there's going to be more, and there's more stuff. So there's probably some I missed, but, yeah, shout out to those folks.
1: Now let's work on the power of manifestation. Who, ha- who have you not worked with yet that you would love to do a scene with? Who's on your wish list?
2: There's so many people, but if if I had, if I'm going to drop a few, um, Sophia Locke is definitely one. Um, Ebony Mystique is definitely another one. Um, I have some people on my wish list, but I don't want to reveal it yet because it's in the works. And when it happens, you'll know trust me you'll know um Jessica jacks is one she's pretty dope there's I don't know if you know where there's there's so many beautiful women out here that I would love my teacher freak is pretty fire she's super sexy um and that's something like I've been working on, but it just hasn't happened yet and if we're if we're going we've been it's been Bad, they're not bad things, just certain situations just came up, but we're definitely going to make it happen sooner than later. Um, What's the girl's name? There's a couple chicks from the U.K., too. Man, this is such a good question. Um, Alexis Golden is one. Um, uh, Adriana Winters, I believe is her name. Um, Katie Lynn next door, She's she's a... Pretty dope looking chick. Um, man, those are just those are just I can I can honestly go all day. And I don't think you really want me to do that. But uh yeah, there's a lot. There there's so many beautiful women. I think my you know my I made it moment would probably be if I got a chance to shoot with Maitland Ward. Um, that would be top tier. That would be really cool. I'd probably be like I don't I don't know typically fanboy. I don't I ty- I don't get pretty excited off of people. I'm more like, hey, you're so and so and I'm like, hey. Um and just keep it moving. Sarah, um Sarah Arabic, yes, she is she sexy as hell. I, I'd I'd work with her too. So there's there's plenty of people I've been chatting with. But, man, it's just a matter of things happening. There's so many more.
1: Shout-out to Deeper. Uh, I'm just saying, if you want me, Lynn Ward,
2: we got to get you on Deeper. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, know, you, get, you get me on there, you'd be my favorite person. I promise you. There you if, go. If no, but I'm just saying, just putting it, it, it out there,
1: because that's the yeah. website that you need to get with well that that entire sort of group of sites you know yeah
2: yeah you, know, you
1: got to get down with vixen
2: i will do my best i appreciate yes. the novices I, I i'm trying to figure that out myself right now exactly
1: then you can live your boy meets world
2: fantasies hey don't tell nobody that all right <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go
2: yeah exactly
1: are there any individuals in the industry that you look up to are there any performers or even BTS people in the business that inspire you with what you're trying to do in the game
2: um first shout out to my business partner he tech, tech desire that's my guy um i I must say he's always been a he's like a big brother to me and he's been really informative and someone that really will give it to you straight. So he's like, look, Jordan, you can't do that shit. You can't do this. You got to do that. Or, like, this is what I suggest. And there's been people, he just, like, introduces me, has, has introduced me to people and, you know, just feel nothing but love and just wants to see me win. Some people think she's my manager. I'm like, no, that's that's my friend. That's my, that's my brother. That's my business partner. Um, so, you know, he's one of the ones that is a good dude. Um, you can't ask for a better friend, and um, he definitely looked out. I would say also Sarah J. Uh, Sarah J has been one of the ones that's given me a shot to work on a pro- professional company um, and allowed me to, you know, show, showcase my strengths, show, showcase that I can do certain things. Um, and everyone, everyone has a chance to get a chance in this industry, so when you get those chances, you, you, you take full advantage of it. So, we'll definitely shout out those two. Um, I can also, I'm also going to shout out Leilani Lee. She was actually my first, you know, porn star scene. Um, so if anyone ever wanted to know where my first scene was, it was her, you know, that that was my first time shooting um, so a porn star. And um who else I want to give a shout out to, that i still I looked up to. I mean, Leia uh, Falcon again, obviously. She's just, she's a really, she's a good sweetheart. She's a nice person. Um, cameraman, I out that way. Uh, Damian Kane, he's a good dude. Um, you know, pretty nice guy. G- gave me some love, too. Provided some feedback. Um, anytime someone can give you, like, real deal feedback and someone that supports you and, and just wants to see you grow and win, those are the people you want to keep yourself around. So for me, anybody that's been supporting me and helping me grow, and those are, those are the people that just, you know, it, it, it doesn't take much to share. Um, and, and, and when they provide knowledge, some people just don't listen, and that's why you see a lot of, like you said, Poppy, uh Chula, a lot of people don't last a year, and there's reasons because they, 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 they either come out too fast or they just ain't listening. For me, I pay attention to things. And, I mean, you and I have been chatting for a while now since I kind of, like, first started. So you've seen the growth. Um, and I think you can attest to it, and, and I appreciate that.
1: Oh, totally, 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have been incredibly buzzworthy. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen you, uh, your star, and the fandom really react incredibly well to you. Like, you know, first of all, when the fans are reacting positively, that's always fantastic. And then as, hey. you, as you know, I sort of see performers just continuously getting work and getting good work and doing good work with that work, you know, props to you, man. I mean, you kind of blew up over this past year and a half and uh, you blew up on social media And that blow-up is translating into the industry as well. So uh, I I know that there are some bigger and better things and bigger and better chances that you're going to be getting.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I agree. I haven't even scratched the surface yet. I'm just getting started. I love the sound of that. Very awesome. (laughs) All right, so what I want to do now is
1: shift gears just a yep. little bit. And I want to talk about some of the more serious issues in the industry. And to kick off this set of questions, I want to ask, are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars that you would like to dispel?
2: Ooh. Uh, we, can, we can go about that all day. I know we got a, a timer. Um, I think the myth is we're not all dirty. <laughs> we're not all nasty people. Um, and we're not all stupid. I've always seen things where people are like, oh, they're idiots because they're online, like fucking. Well, one, it's pretty lucrative if you do it right. Two, some of us have college degrees. Some of us have a lot of smarts. And when it comes to someone saying dirty, that's totally wrong because the amount of times we've been tested that we have to get tested to literally fuck all these people, there's a reason. Now, there are times where people, you know, fuck up the game and fuck outside of the test and doing dumb stuff, and I can go on about people doing things wrong, but there's a lot of good and righteous things that people can do in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people that you've seen have become, you know, successful that do it right. they become lucrative and moved on to bigger and better things for their themselves. Um, and I think that the misconception is that people just think that we're just objects. Um, or some people are just, you know, uh, big headed. And then those are not the case. I mean, you, if someone ever meet me, you see, I'm just a humble, goofy dude. I'm chill. And now granted, uh, you know, they say fame and stuff. Success changes people, but it's like, I, I don't need this stuff. I don't need to be somebody that's trying to be something that he's not. So I'm not going to act like, oh man, cause as, as soon as you get it, the sooner you can go. So you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt. Appreciate what you got, and just continue to grow and be humble, and and provide it to the next person. There's always gonna be a new person in this industry. There's always gonna be somebody that retires. Just what it is. Can't do these things forever. So provide the knowledge and make sure they do it the right way. And um, I would say another thing is some people are not everybody that is good that may show that they're good on camera. It's not actually a good person in, you know, in life. So just a matter of just, it's just just random. It's just a matter of who you get. But yeah, I would say those are the things. Is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy? The drama. There is, there is drama. Um, I would say I do not enjoy the drama because uh, the good part is you get a chance to enjoy people from different walks of earth. The bad part is you get to enjoy people from different walks of earth. And what I mean that is um, you you get to meet really bad folks. There are people that are predators. There are people that are, you know, scammers. And you will meet a lot of people, and you can probably see it online every day. There's always somebody doing something that they shouldn't do, somebody that's canceling somebody or somebody that's canceling themselves because of dumb stuff that they've done. So I, I, it just it just really sucks that that has to be the reality. But, you know, that's what happens when everyone uh, still thinks they're in the 13th grade, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. If there's ever, like, a recurring theme, if there, if there has ever been a recurring theme in my interviews, is the fact that the industry is pretty much like high school. You know, the cliques yeah. and yep. all that kind of stuff. Like, you think you have left high school. But then you get into the adult industry, and you're
2: right smack dab in the middle of it. Absolutely. I mean, there's times where I'm blocked by people I don't even know just because I may have liked a post from somebody I don't like or someone saying a rumor about me that ain't true. There's always some bullshit that happens in this industry. And once the bigger you get, and the more success you develop, the more crap's going to come out about you, and there's always going to be someone saying something. So if you're not if you're not, honestly if you if you if you're doing the right stuff someone's going to say something bad about you no matter what and it's how you react to it. Like I've had my fair share of cancellations so or well, I guess one but still people just try to people just try to rain on your parade and you just got to just keep moving. That's
1: the damn truth. Yes. As a black man in the adult industry, have you experienced any racism, colorism, discrimination or microaggressions?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I've i had a situation, and I'm not going to put the performer's name out there, but I shot with her, and her ex-boyfriend DM'd me, and legit gave me a whole, probably about three pages of the N-word at throwing at me and trying to fight me, wants to fight me, and do this and that, and kill me, all this, all this yip-yap, and I'm just like, you made a fake page just to yell at me and call me mad because I fucked your bitch is basically what it came down to. And it's like, like you know, that's your shit. Like, you go figure that out. But he didn't bring it up to the white performer, you know, that she shot with. And this is when I'm, like, fairly new. I only had, like, I don't know, 7,000 followers at the time, and she had a shit ton. But they didn't They didn't take kind of this, that he... That she fucked up Brillo pad head ass motherfucker. I guess <laughs> so. They they tried. They, she, he tried. He was mad. He wanted to. He's like, yeah, homeboy. Like I don't know how many like n words he threw at me and how much he wanted to kill me and beat me up. But it's happened. Then um, you always get some random fan that calls you the n word uh, or like, oh, you're shooting with that monkey. Ugh, disgusting. It happens all the time, and I and, and you want you want to respond. You totally do. But it's like, you know what, you look at it, you laugh. Sometimes they're, they're pretty funny jokes, and then there's like, damn, you really hate me that bad because I'm going my skin, bro? Now I'm just going to go fuck more white girls. Now I'm going to fuck more chicks, more Asian chicks. I'm just going to keep fucking them. There's nothing you can do. You're just going to be mad and probably have to block me or mute the person that I fucked, and before you know it, I'll fuck your whole porn, your porn catalog. So that's a you problem. That's how I look at it. Yeah, it happens. It happens all the time. And I've had performers that I've reached out to that, oh, I've never had a black a BBC scene, so I don't know if I want to do that for my platform. I don't think this is a good look. Okay, that's cool. You know, I respect that. You can't make someone fuck you. Um, but it it is what it is. You just got to keep it moving. But you see, you see how people shift depending on the level of your success. So... You know, you just, it just happens. But, yeah, that shit is definitely true in this industry. And anyone tells you difference on lie.
1: You just used a term that some people find offensive. So I want to get your take on if you find it offensive. I want to get your take on the racially charged language that is sometimes hurled at black men in the industry and sometimes embraced by black men in the industry terms like bbc and that sort of thing yeah. um what What are your thoughts on it you know because at the end of the day uh said performer whomever that was was like when they said to you i've never had a bbc before i mean she could have just as easily have said i i have not had sex with a black man on camera or something like that <laughs> mm-hmm. so really? i just want to get your take on the racially charged language that's used by performers as well as fans as well as you know the industry as well because there are several performers that use that language at times when uh, they title like their their videos and clips on like many vids or only fans so yeah your take on that type of language
2: so here here's the thing and me and my business partner were talking about it and let me ask you this, and I, I know you're the one asking me the question. Well, let me ask you this: If you don't type BBC in, how are you going to find me, right? So here's here's the thing: I, I don't think it's needed. I really don't. But it's like at this point, you gotta. You, there ain't much you can really do. A lot of people want to fight for 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 like you know equality and stuff like that. But if you type in you know Jordan, oh yeah, uh, let's just say. Leia Falcon fucks Jordan Wright or Jordan. It could be a bunch of other Jordans that might pop up that are white, but you won't find it. But if you type in BBC, you might have a better shot. If you type in BBC fucks so-and-so, it's going to pop up a shit ton of stuff and hopefully it's yours. So for me, I don't, I don't, I don't really like being called like a black bull personally. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't like neither. But at the same time, there's certain things you just have to embrace until we can find another way that most of our black or interracial porn can be found. So unless there's a way that we can incorporate for finding us, if we're not a A-lister uh, or someone on the rise like myself, how are you going to find me? You, do you, do you Unless my core fans show you this or something goes viral that I did, and I'm not here for clickbait. I'm not here to, like, you know, world people. I'm here to make good, solid quality porn. So, I mean, to answer that, it, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword. It's a it's a slippery slope. It's really about what you want to make of it, and what you have a if you have a problem. If you have a problem with it, just make sure you tell the white chick that you film with, don't put that in there. I don't want that in me. And and if they have a problem with it, then they never respected you no matter what. So it's a matter of how you handle it and what you feel. But me personally. It, it doesn't really bother me that much. Just not a fan of it, but it's like, what else are we going to do? Because no one ever complains when it's big white cock, it's BWC. Whenever it's that, it's, it's okay. And i and I and I'm and I know white performers that do it that are, and I'm cool with them. Have conversations with them, but you know, no one talks about that. We only talk about BBC on how it's We need to get rid of this term. Well, if we get rid of this term, how do we how do we fix the rest? And I'm all for it. I'm all for you know, making sure that black porn gets seen. I'm all for it. But you know, it, we got to take a step somewhere.
1: I appreciate the honesty, the candor, and the insights. I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. Although Absolutely. I will say, I think BWC came after BBC. That's what I think. <laughs> it, that was in response to to that, but anyway,
2: it, it, it may have been. It may have been like, oh no, you guys aren't getting away with that. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? Let's talk about cancel culture.
3: Uh-oh. Let's talk about
1: cancel culture in the adult industry. Um, yeah. Now, now, let me just say this. I mean, there are some people that deserve to be canceled. There are some people that are abusive in the industry. There are some people that, you know, take advantage of situations. Um, and men and women, trans, mm-hmm. anyone in between. You know, there mm-hmm. are individuals in the industry that are just trash that should be canceled. But then mm-hmm. there's this whole situation that seems to be happening where people are being canceled because of a tweet, because mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, insinuations, nothing that's proven, oh, I heard this, I heard that. Yep. I want to get your take on not cancel culture period because some of it is beneficial when it is an actually abusive person but i'm talking yeah. about the extremes with cancel culture
2: uh-huh yeah so i i've been you know a victim of cancel culture and i'm never going to be one to back down for what's right and whatnot so for me when it comes down to it it's 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 a hurt it's a hurt um, and, and that's the problem. A lot of these people don't have minds um, of their own, and people see one thing, and, and they um, don't want to – so whenever someone sees something, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, this person didn't do this. We only see it all – the only reason a lot of these things happen because someone didn't agree with what someone else said, and then it's like one girl sees it or another guy sees it, and they just harp on it. Well, I never liked that person in the first place, so let me block them. And then, you know, also, um, my my friend said it best. It's not about who tells the truth. It's about who gets their story out first. And that's where people believe. Um, and, and those are the problems. Because once you get the story out, now it's like, okay, well, this person got it first out. So it must be true. And then when people cannot provide um, facts or um, things that, you know, dictate something, not tell the, st- the whole story, don't tell their side, it, it it makes everyone else just jump on. And a lot of these people, and that's why I said, there's a lot of intelligent people, and there's a lot of people that have no, com- they don't have common sense. So it's, it's a herd mentality, it's a mob mentality. And that's why culture, cancel culture, is the way that it is. People are just harping on these things. And when they harp on it, it's like, Everyone gets attacked and no one gets, and it's like, once you defend yourself, you just look guilty. So it's like, it's kind of hard. Like, how do you win against a million people that, may, like, no, like you said, if it's something that's abusive, then that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. But if it's rumors or something that may have happened and they're only getting one side of the story, that's where the, the fucked up thing happens with the culture. Because everyone's like saying things that, just mudslinging because they, they can't. And, you know, I'll say this. When shit happened to me or someone tried to do it to me, I made the most money ever because it was clickbait. People were coming at and wanting to see what was going on. So some people feel like they need it. Um, I don't want to be known for drama, never have been. And I have no problem telling my, my, the truth, all sides of anything that ever needs to be addressed. And I'm not afraid of that. Um, but, you know, I, I never – and the thing is I've noticed – a lot of people in this industry don't have a lot of shining star in them. Um, a lot of them are jealous of others, so you know, why not get points off of someone else's scoreboard? Let me let me try to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, this person's doing this, so let me try to get in on this too. So that's what happens. That's exactly what happens, and people just harp on it, and people just go off of what they hear, not what they know.
1: Let's talk about safety on. Sets Safety on a porn set. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like nowadays, you know, um, especially with performers sort of like coming forward and, 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 and talking about experiences on set that maybe weren't the best, I just want to get mm-hmm. your take on, uh, you know, what you think performers can do to make sure each other is safe during a scene.
2: I think and this is what i do i'd like to ask questions i think open communication is the best finding out what the other person likes and dislikes or if there's something wrong because you never want to trigger someone's episode of an experience that they had in the past so if somebody has been sexually assaulted and they don't like their neck touched or something like that you need to find that you you need to find those things out and you don't have to ask directly like hey have you ever been this or not but you want to just like hey so what are your do's and don'ts um, and those are things that I ask, and that's why anyone that asks, oh yeah, he's respectful, he's he's this type of guy, because I will ask, I'll even ask. I'm gonna tell you how respectful I am. I I'll even ask, can I call you a slut? Because you just never know what can trigger someone and turn it into something more than what it is. So I think the communication goes a long way, and in getting the getting the consent, like on what you can and can't do, because even though if the director's there, they might miss something. Um, you know something might be missed, so you want to make sure you get those. Con- you might get those things beforehand. Take some time to stop that person while they're still uh, setting up the cameras and lighting. Um, talk to the water and makeup or something. Just get just get a feel for the person. Uh, you don't have to be you know try to be their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it may be, but you should try to develop a rapport and an understanding. So then it's like all right, I can't go this hard or I can't press against this person's back because they had a a car accident, or they had a severe injury, or something, or they just had surgery. So maybe you can't. You gotta watch the boobs. So things like that. I think once you have the communication, and you actually remember it and pay attention to what the person said, it's gonna have. A, it's gonna be a great fucking scene.
1: Now let's shift away from the serious stuff, and uh-huh. let's talk about your original content, which is serious in a different way. So let's talk about your original content. What kind of content can the listeners expect to see from you? If someone is tuning in, they have no idea who you are. This is your chance to sell your content
2: to the listeners. Okay. So anyone that's listening, what you're going to get is real. You're going to get fun. You're going to get a lot of orgasms. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to have a great time. You're going to be like, damn, he was really doing that? Or that was fun. Uh, can he make this? Can he make that happen? Did, did, damn, she was really enjoying it. She really enjoyed what was going on in this scene. You're going to experience something that's special. Because every person I shoot was like, yes. And more likely, a lot of people don't notice, but a lot of these ones reach out to me. And that's, you know, it's humbling. But it's a great experience to know that, you know, there's sexy people that want to be with you, uh, that want to shoot with you. So you're going to get raw. You're going to get a lot of, you're going to get a lot of taboo. There's certain things that may push the boundaries and certain positions. You're going to get, oh, you're going to get a lot of positions, a lot of positions. Those are the best. So you might see like seven positions in one team. You might have to count them. So that's what I would say. Enjoy and bust some nuts.
1: There you go. All right, now, how often do you release new content?
2: I release new content every week. And I'm planning on ramping it up uh, moving forward to every, every week there's going to be a new solo. And there's also going to be a new, um, you know, some type of boy, girl, 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 boy scene. There's always going to be something new. Is there any... Like type of content
1: that you currently aren't doing that you plan on adding in the future. Is there a certain scene type or something or something that you want to implement in your original content creation that you're not doing right now that you plan on in the future?
2: I do plan on having my first boy-boy girl scene. I haven't had a I haven't had one of those yet, and I do want to add that because I know the fans want to see it. So. Um, eventually it's going to get there, just a matter of when, and getting the right collab that I want to happen, um, unless it happens prior to, depending on if it's a, um, you know, professional scene. If it's professional and it's paid, yeah, I'll definitely do it before mine, but I am working on it as one of my personal content. That's what's up. All right. Some DP action. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Starring Jordan Wright. All right. That's dope. You know what I think would be good? and i'm i i don't think you've done this yet but if you have you can correct me if i'm wrong sure. i think you
2: and a reverse gangbang would be hella dope
3: <laughs>
2: that is definitely on the bucket list that is definitely on the bucket list i would love that i need it and i already have it in my head and I, and I i was writing a tweet about it and i deleted it because i was like no i'm going to save this But I already have the whole scene in my head, and I already know how it would go, and it needs to happen. So that is something that's going to happen eventually. Just don't know when, but it's going to happen.
1: All right. You heard it here, listeners. Yes, like four or five women manhandling Jordan Wright, and then the scene ends. You have them all lined up, and then you just splatter
2: on them. (laughs) I love the way you think. Yes.
1: All right. Stay tuned, listeners. It's it's coming, coming soon in the, in the future.
2: Hell yeah. Yes. Absolutely.
1: All right. Sooner than later. Yes. All right. To shift away a little bit from the adult, I want to talk about this other business venture that you are involved in. That I think is pretty awesome, especially for someone who's been in the game for just a year and a half. I love that you are already in your mind expanding on this brand that you're creating let's talk about your merch
2: yeah so we are SBU and that stands for Scumbag University um it is knee-jerking and the reason I say that is because nobody wants really to have the word scumbag on them. but until you actually know what it means it's it's something it's something spectacular and, it, and it's something you want to live by um and with the merch is, it's basically, you know, bikinis and um, different types of swimwear. And we're going to be working and in, um, growing into, um, you know, shirts, T-shirts, uh, pants, shorts. We we want to get everyone in them. Uh, we want all types of people, and men, women, when it comes to that part. But specific, specifically right now, we're focusing on the women to to wear the brand. And what we want to do with that is, develop something where it's just, it's more than like, it's more than just sex and like sex sells, but we want people to feel sexy. We want people to feel comfortable and we want people to, you know, really dive deep into what we're trying to do. We want people to understand that this is, this is more than a movement it's a family. Uh, we want everyone that we bring a part of it um, to basically understand like hey once you, once you're with us we're going to try we want to make sure that you stay around with us even if we have like a disagreement on something we want you to develop and build with us and so we're we're working on a team and it's definitely still in the infancy stages but um we're working on both sides you know on on the you know triple X and the finale side and we want to make sure people see this so it's like sexy clothes, beautiful colors and anybody can feel sexy in it, and we want to make sure that the ladies enjoy it and they pick their colors, and once we get the ball up and running, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. Fantastic, man. Props.
1: Major props on that. Uh, you know, there are so many performers out there, and, and unfortunately, no one sort of thinks beyond just the scene work, so major yeah. props on doing that. Yeah. And I guess as a sort of follow-up, with this, you know, because you are someone who has plans and has ideas that want, that you want to implement and that sort of thing, will there be a Jordan Wright official website? Will there be a production company? I mean, you currently release all of your content via the various platforms that are available, you know, OnlyFans, ManyVids, et cetera, et cetera, but do you see yourself having your own spot where it's like the home
2: of Jordan Wright? Absolutely. hundred and ten percent. It is in the works as we speak. Um I wanna to try to get it out by the end of the year. Um, where you're gonna see a lot of different things that are only gonna be available there. Um, such as like fetish work and different things as well. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. You're gonna to get to see a more down to earth me. You're gonna get a chance to see uh how what I think, how I feel. Um and it's gonna be more of a personal connection. So Definitely stay tuned for that. And when it when it comes up, I'll make sure that everyone gets their hands on it.
1: That's wonderful to hear. Fantastic. Yeah, I think a lot of people nowadays they use OnlyFans, they use many vids, they use Clip for Sale almost as mm-hmm. a crutch. You know, because it's so mm-hmm. easy. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. site is already established. Yes, it is the hotness. You know, everybody loves going on <laughs> OnlyFans and that kind of stuff and, and you can mm-hmm. make a lot of money in a big way by using that site. But at the end of the day, you are not Mr. or Mrs. OnlyFans. You Mm. are just someone who's uploading your content on there, and you are beholden to the standards of OnlyFans. I mean, I have read horror stories on Twitter where someone, you know, they upload what they think is like the hotness, you know, the night before, and then they wake up and their account has been completely deleted. So. I think a lot of people use those sites almost as crutches. And, and, I mean, even at the end of the day, you're not making as much bank as you can because OnlyFans and all those other sites, they take a percentage of of what you make. I mean, it's not to say that if you have your own official website – you aren't also you know you got to pay for the credit card service you got to pay hosting you got to pay mm-hmm. um the web designer and that sort of thing upkeep and all that kind of stuff you do have to pay yeah. all that shit but at the end of the day it's your website your yep. website will go down if you forget to pay the hosting you know what i'm saying or the domain it's not just going to disappear overnight because someone else wants it to disappear because they feel you know, you, uh, you know, whatever, terms of service and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's always best to have your own thing. I mean, it's not to say you can't still upload stuff to OnlyFans and that kind of stuff. You can. But, you know, having your official website where there's even more exclusive stuff on it, and it's all yours, it's your official productions, like, that is, that should be the dream for most performers.
2: I totally agree.
1: 110%. Tell me something quirky about yourself. That most people don't know. Something unique about Jordan Wright.
2: I would say. I am probably. The biggest nerd out there. I'm the coolest nerd. Um, I like fucking video games. I like playing. like Car games. I like uh, watching anime. I like all these different things that. People are like, really? What a child or what a nerd? Like, but nope. I will sit there and pay a girl no attention and watch my stuff. So that's just that's just me. I like I like I like what I like, and you know I've always moved to the beat of my own sound. So that's just I, that's that's what I would say is quirky about me. People are like, damn, really? He's he's watching anime again? Like, yep. There's a million episodes of this one show, and I'm on I'm on season two. So. Yeah. Describe yourself
1: in ten words or less.
2: Wow. Ten words or less. I would say loyal, fun, adventurous, introverted, outgoing. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. And I would also say consistent.
1: As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television
2: shows? Well, let me let me ask you this. Do you know, I bet you, I bet you can pick one. I could pick one. Yeah, I think you know it. <laughs> you said I wanted to live out the fantasy for one and, of those. Oh, Boy Meets World. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, definitely that. I mean, it's a classic. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially I, for I, people I our that. age.
1: Like it is a, yeah. it's a classic. Um, I don't know if you watched Girl Meets World.
2: I did. I it did. Was, it was, was a cute so the sequel. sequel. It was cute.
1: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. They did a good job with it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's very hard, in my opinion, to do, like, a full-on sequel series, and yeah. I feel like Disney Channel found Lightning in a Bottle twice with um, with that one and also Raven's Home.
2: I haven't seen the new one. Uh, I've seen an episode or two, but I heard it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's the same vibe as... The the OG series, uh, mm. it, it's very hard to do that, but somehow they were able to do it twice.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally agree. They did. They, they, Raven's a pretty good show, but yeah, you're right about Grimm's um, World. So I guess the answer would be, Boy World, World, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Heroes season one. Um. Power, and, um, let's see, I don't want to give out my animes, but if I'm just talking regular shows, I would also say Supernatural.
1: Who are four of your all-time favorite music
2: artists? Hmm, okay. Nelly. Nelly. Uh, sure. Um, Kanye West before all this other crap. Right. (laughs) Uh, Michael Jackson.
1: What are three of your most favorite films?
2: Inception. Um, The Dark Knight. And Iron Man 1. No, Iron Man 2.
1: What are two foods you can't live without?
2: French fries. And, um, <laughs> hibachi. Oh,
1: yes. You can't go wrong with good <laughs> hibachi. Hell no. Yes. And what is one of your guilty pleasures?
2: Mm, a guilty pleasure. Man, I don't know what a guilty pleasure is at this point. Like, give me an example, because it's like I'm already doing things that people shouldn't be doing in the first place.
1: True. I guess for some people, you know, it could be something really decadent, an indulgence. Um, yeah, that's, that's sort of... I don't want to give examples, because then, you know, you might be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. I, I'd rather <laughs> it come naturally.
2: Um. Okay. Honestly, I think I enjoy, um, man, this is tough. I would say probably playing my video game for hours when people think I'm actually doing something on set and I'm literally by myself with no one to bother me. So I think just being alone is a guilty pleasure for me. It's just like, oh, man, you want to hang out? I'm like, yeah, I got something to do, and I literally have nothing to do.
1: What are you currently binging? What are you currently binge watching?
2: Uh <sighs> I am currently binge watching nothing. I'm not. I've, I've caught up on my shows, actually. You no, know, you know what? I'll say I'm about to finish up The Mandalorian.
1: What's next for Jordan Wright? What's coming up in the very near future for you? What can the listeners expect from you very soon?
2: Um, very soon. I won't really say it's very soon, but there's going to be a lot more solo content coming. Um there also will be my I will be doing my first live show in July, so that's pretty exciting um I haven't done that yet, so I'll be shooting with a girl that i'm kind of fond of um so we'll be doing a live show together. should be fun congrats man oh that's awesome and more, or more merch more merch
1: very cool yeah. how can your fans reach you? where can they find you on the web social media? all of your links, hook them up with all the goodies on where they can find your content, your merch, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at Jordan underscore right X. Pretty simple. Um, you can find my merch. Scumbag University and I'll tell you it is Scumbag S-C-U-M B-A-G-U Triple X. Um, you can find me on minivids uh, as pretty much Jordan underscore Wright X. Mm, my only fans is Jordan Wright. X, X, X. And I'm right there.
1: Perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in?
2: Honestly, thank you for everyone that has listened and support, that's supporting me. Um, I appreciate you guys watching me grow and watching me become the creator that I am. And, um, you know, thank you for this time. Um, I look forward to providing more stuff for you guys and more content in the future. And, you know, thank you for all the love. I can't do it without y'all.
1: Well, Jordan, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. Yeah. It's good to have you on. You know, it had been a moment. We had been chatting about it. I just wanted to make sure that you had enough, you know, content and experience in the industry so that we had a good conversation. And uh, I feel like this was the right time to do it. You are a star on the rise, man. I like I, I said it during the interview, I, and I'm going to say it again here at the end, I feel like some big things are coming your way. So uh, major props to you for like making all of these fantastic moves in the business so far.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. Uh,
2: I'm excited. Hopefully we can get do this again soon.
1: I was just about to say that. The door's open for more. I it. <laughs> yes, you have an open invite. Whenever you want to come back to update the listeners on what you've been up to, on what you're getting into, you're more than welcome to come back.
2: Awesome. Appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our answer to remind you on how you can interact with us.
3: Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on -on one-on-one with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash, after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash, poppychulo one-on-one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash, poppychuloradio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter twitter.com slash. Poppy Chula radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments or concerns? Email us via contact at Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula radio team as an on-air personality email talent at poppy Binge listen to your favorite Poppy chula radio programs by visiting poppy slash archives. Back to you, Poppy chulo.
1: Thanks, announcer. And with that, Jordan Wright, and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners.
2: Good night, listeners. Have a good one. Let's go.
0: Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.